Praise You, Lord, is a Catholic Christian praise and worship radio ministry. Hi, my name is Jeffrey Zagaria. Please join us as we give praise, honor, and glory to our loving, awesome, and merciful God. Well, he certainly is loving, merciful, and awesome, our Lord. And uh, we are so grateful to be here again for the 147th episode of Praise You, Lord, which in itself is a miracle, I'm, I must say. For sure. <laughs> it's been a long journey, and I'm here with two very, very good and close brothers and sister, brother and sister, my good friends, family, really. Again, we have Jackson Messick on the program. Hi, Jackson. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me, buddy. Always, always a super pleasure to have Jackson who is just the best. And uh, we have another person who I love so dearly, Trudy Morris-Stein, who's been on the program several times. And every single time you hear the bumper music, you you hear her beautiful voice. Trudy Morris-Stein, how are you? I'm, I'm well tonight, Jeffrey. It's great to talk to you. Thank you for, for being here, Trudy. Um, interesting. I, I, I kind of didn't realize this until now, saying your name, Trudy. We're going to be speaking on the word uh, on, on on the subject of lying, lying, and it's interesting that we we would bring someone with the with the name Trudy in to discuss something <laughs> about lying uh, t- today. Um, I'm really excited to speak about this. I think it's an important subject. I had been praying and asking the Lord what to, you know, what He would like. Um, for us to discuss today on Praise You, Lord, and that's what I believe I heard the Lord say, and we you know, received confirmation going back and forth with you guys. Before we start that, however, I'd just like to say hello to all the radio stations out there. Thank you to the Praise You, Lord community. For those who are listening for the first time, we are the Praise You, Lord community. We are We have been going for almost just about five years now. It's just hard to believe. And um, we are the underground independent Catholic Christian radio broadcast brought to you more or less once a week. And I (laughs) I joke about that. I think some people may be interested in my testimony. I got to pray about that, um, about how I basically, I basically, well, I'll get to that later. But I had mentioned last week that I, you know, I had a situation, you guys both are aware of it. And I, I think I, I don't know if I died. I think I was on the, on the doorstep of the next life. Um, that's a, that's a miraculous story in itself, but thank you again for listening in. Um, we are currently uh, being played on 20 radio stations. I'd like to thank them. That's 98.3 FM, the Catholic voice of the Palm beaches who have a wonderful website and a way to donate, which they really need donations as well as 100.1 FM, the Catholic voice of the Palm beaches, both in Florida. And then the Catholic Radio Network, which has 18 mega stations that play throughout the states of Colorado, Kansas, and Missouri. Podcast listeners, hello out there. Thank you again for listening, and thank you for your prayer, because that's exactly how this ministry stays afloat. And uh, we thank you for your prayer, and 
and that's about it on that end. Um, I think I think I'm gonna I think I'd like to get right into. I'm not sure if I feel like testifying about what the Lord did, but just let just just to let you folks out there know, thank you for your prayers. P- please keep praying for all of us. Um, I had an absolute miracle that I passed out. Uh, I mean, I I literally, I, I the doctor didn't find a heartbeat. I mean, I was uh, in the middle of the woods, and uh, and I this happened in front of a nurse and a and a medical doctor that I didn't know. And they revived me. So, and the whole incident is probably a 20-minute story, so I don't think that's where I'm supposed to go tonight. But please, just to let you know, keep praying for us. You know, this, we are, I think this, I think it would be safe to say, Jackson, Trudy, that this would be perhaps considered a frontline ministry. Yeah, I think you could do that. I think you could call it that. I think so. Let's put it this way. I've been on the front line. I've done I've done missionary work in Africa, and other locations. Uh, I've been involved in healing and deliverance ministries, which is definitely front line work. I've I've for twenty years I've I've been on front line work at Sunrise Bible Mission S O N in Fort Lauderdale, where we work with people that are really in in high risk places. Some are court ordered, and others are not. But um, a lot of them have very strong addictions and other types of problems. And um, Trudy, your, your church is one of the things I really appreciate about your church is that outreach to people, especially back in the day when we met, uh, you know, people that are out and on the streets. And you guys really have done a great job, in my opinion, uh, of reaching out to people in desperate situations. And that, that is frontline work as well. So at any rate, whatever it is, it I gotta tell you, it's it's not easy. That that's really the point. And so your prayers are super important. Now we're not asking for money, but we really need prayer. And we really thank you for praying. I know that your prayers uh people are praying, and I would just ask I would encourage you to continue. And for those who feel led, please continue to pray for each and every one of us in this ministry. Trudy. Yes, sir. Trudy, you're you're uh, you are a wonderful supporter of the Catholic um, community down in South Florida. You've really helped us out a lot, and uh, and you are you are a congregant of a I would call it a pro, I mean, if you don't mind me saying, a Protestant church, which I think it considers itself non-denominational. Is that accurate? Yes, correct. Yep. Yep, and it's called, called House of Mercy. I've been there. I've been there a bunch of times, been super blessed, love your community. Uh, they love Jesus. They love people. And, uh, you know, they just love the Lord. And it's just wonderful. So, um, Trudy, I, I not only are we great friends, but you bring a very refreshing and wonderful perspective because you come from, uh, uh, as you know, our, our broadcast is, is an underground Catholic Christian radio broadcast, and it's always a pleasure and an honor to have someone from another denomination in our, in on our program. So I thank you for being here and um, thank you again for all the support for this program and all the many things that we've done over. Gee, I it's been close to 20 years, Trudy, where you and I have, <laughs> have been involved in ministry. It hasn't it. Yep. That's about right. That's about right. 
Trudy Morristein and uh, and Jackson Messick, who is my brother. Okay, so we want to speak about truth today. And um, who's going to start? Who feels? Do Do you want me to start with this? Yeah, I think you should. All right. Well, you know, um, all right. The first thing that comes to my mind. I mean, I'm literally. I I, I went to go grab my Bible before, and I felt like the Lord said, "I," you know. I felt like the Lord said, don't do that. Just mm. talk about truth. You know, you know, we study the mm-hmm. Bible. We read the Bible, all three of us. We study yep. the Bible. We've been, we, we, and we live, we try to live our lives as, as Christians. And um, the first thing that comes to my mind is a, Bible, a biblical scripture. And so I'm going to trust that, which is, um, there's a couple actually, but the truth will make us free. And so yep. when I think of when the, the truth will make us free, one, one of the things that I, I recognize, guys, is that what would a lie do? I, I believe lies bind us. Or, Absolutely. Yeah, they, 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 they put chains around us. They handcuff us. They, they really hold us back, whereas the truth makes us free. And mm-hmm. the, other, uh, th- the other scripture that comes to my mind immediately is he is Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. That Jesus is literally the truth. Mm-hmm. And so the and, and we also know that from scripture that that one of the titles of Satan, which is a title as well, but but at any rate the, of the devil is mm. is that he is the father of lies. And when we partake in lying, we partake in, 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 um, we have a lot in common with the devil, basically, mm-hmm. which is never a good place to be. No. Whereas when we're truth, when we speak truth and when we're honest, you know, we're, we're, we have a lot, we have a lot in common with Jesus. That's right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Trudy, what do you think? I think that um, absolutely you're 100% right about that. If we partake in lies, we develop a kinship with the devil. Lies are traps, and they're definitely a bondage. Yes. I was thinking um, when you had mentioned that uh, what the subject was we would be talking about, I'm thinking... To myself, what's the biggest lie I ever told, and in, in how that affected me? Mm. And I remember it because of I had lied to my mother when I was about 15 years old, and I told her I was spending the night at a girlfriend's house when I was hanging out at the ball field with some boy, and um, we were just caught up in conversation, and I didn't want to end the conversation, so I thought oh, I'll just tell mom I'm I'm sleeping over. Diane's house, and, um, and it was cold, and I, and I remember, um, you know, it, 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 it could be a long story, but anyway, I heard my father's car very, very early in the morning, um, putting up, and uh, he came to get me and found me, and um, he said, and he wasn't mad, but he said, oh, your mom is so bad, so bad. When I got home, she beat me within an inch of my life for lying to her. And the reason she did was, and I deserved every bit of it, 
because my I had an older sister that had just put the family through hell with a lot of lies. And I was not known to be a liar. It was not something that was common to me as a child. Um, so this was a big one. Mm-hmm. And so she, she, she snatched a belt out of my closet and, went and started whipping me in the shower. And she was so upset. And I felt so remorseful about what I had done to my mom, how I had hurt her and made her feel that way. And she quit speaking to me. So upset. She didn't speak to me for 30 days. That in and of itself was the greatest gift that she ever gave me, as much as it hurt me. I'll never forget the impact of that lie. And I don't, like I said, that's probably the biggest lie I, I've ever told. We've all told lies. But um, that really taught me a big lesson mm. and set, my, set me to looking at, a, you know, did I want to go on this path that my sister was taking with a, you know, building lie after lie after lie, or did I want to be who I knew I was supposed to be? How, so that's one story. How, how old were you, Trudy, when, when that happened? I was about 15, I was about 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. I had put myself in a really bad situation. Nothing bad happened. Thank God. Absolutely. But um, I, I certainly could have, you know, been taken advantage of and a whole lot of things could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. But um, what happened to me was I learned a huge lesson about lying that stuck with me the rest of my life. I, I had a similar experience, Trudy. Um, I appreciate you telling that story and how it impacted your your whole life. And, it, and, and it, uh, it's interesting that it was your mom because it was also my mother. My, uh, who I was a lot younger. I, I don't know. I'm going to guess 10, 10 ish, maybe, maybe younger. And I'm playing in the, um, neighborhood that I was brought up in. And the front, my, the street that, that we grew up on is a very busy artery in a, a small suburb just outside of Boston. So it's a very busy street. And, uh, however, the, we're on a corner, so so there's a smaller street that is not as heavily, not not really heavily traveled, and I was allowed at that whatever point in my life that was to ride my bike up the street, but not down up the street to a certain point, but not beyond. Mm-hmm. And so I took my bicycle as a kid and went up, as I was told that I could do, and then I went beyond that point and played beyond that point and I came back and uh, that was back in the day when moms and dads were in communication in, in our neighborhoods, at least in ours where, mm-hmm. you know, and grandmas. So we all knew each other. And if they saw something out of place that we would watch out for each other. So the, the mothers would get on the phone and let the other mothers or the, or the other um, the grandmothers or whoever was watching whoever. And there were a lot of children in the neighborhood. Um, that there was something up. So probably one of the grandmothers or something tipped my mom. I'm not sure how she figured it out or knew, but my mother knew that I went beyond the the point where I was allowed to go. So when I came back on my bike, my mother said, Jeffrey, where, where have you been? I said, I, I went for a bike ride. She said, where? And I said, oh, I just went up to the to the house that, I, that I'm supposed to. She said, 
I know that's not true. And now you've lied to me. And now I will never be able to trust you for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now go to your room. And I felt like, I mean, that was probably the closest feeling to going to hell. And I'm not even joking because I felt mm-hmm. like I had, my parents would never trust me again. And she said, she said to me, it's going to take a very, very long time for me to ever trust you again, because now you've lied to me once. And if you, if you don't lie for many years or for a very long time, maybe you'll regain my trust. I'm not sure, but you might. But for certain, I have lost my faith in your word. And I will never forget that. I mean, that was crushing. Yep. For about mm. three, four days, yep. I was completely crushed, and my parents didn't speak to me for a few days. I mean, they, they would yep. acknowledge me. They fed me. They did all the things that the uh, parents, you know, normally good parents would do. And it was, you know, so it was so impactful for me. I, 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 it, really, it really made me, I really learned a great lesson. And, and similarly, Trudy, because of that lesson, mm-hmm. it, I'm so in debt and, and so grateful to my parents that they taught yep. me at a young age that our word is very important. Very important. Right, right. What do you think, Jackson? Um, well, first of all, uh, thank you both for sharing those those stories because it made me think. Uh, I can, I mean, uh, I've had, uh, and I think we all t- have to some degree, have had similar stories. And it does remind me of, of um my mother said a very similar thing to me, Jeff. I remember when I was a kid, she had told me, um, it wasn't just one, one instance, but she had told me multiple times that, you know, her, her trust, knowing she could trust me was so important to her. And that any of these times, I lied and was misleading whatever I was doing, um, was going to weigh in on that. And, uh, she was never going to be able to trust me the same way that she had before, you know? And she was really, uh, she was really adamant about reminding me, um, of that regularly because I, I think especially as a teen, um, my line was compulsive. You know, I was in a really dark place generally in my life, which I, I think uh, tends tends to to line up with that. Um, but I I was incredibly deceitful. Um, I was regularly lying to my parents. Um, uh, you know, I had uh, ran ran away from home. Well, I mean, I I, I put them through a lot. Um, and, um, was all, uh, I feel like I spent a lot of my teenage years always hiding something actually, you know, mm-hmm. there was always at least something that, uh, I wasn't being transparent about with them. Um, and, um, and it, 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 it takes a toll. Um, it, it takes a toll. And I think, I think you know, lying's a funny thing because it's one of those things where I feel like, uh, it has a snowball effect, you know? And a lot of times when you're super steeped in lies, um, you know, you can, you can, you can tell one 
and uh, to hide to hide one particular thing and quickly, uh, your lie needs to be covered by something else, which requires another lie, which requires another lie. Um, yeah, right when it starts showing itself, it's like it pushes you further into the rabbit hole, right? And you need to figure out um, a way to cover up that, which is covering up that, which is covering up that. Um, this this nasty sequence of um, of uh, non-truths, you know, <laughs> and um, and I and I think, you know, once once you've once you started down that path, it's hard to stop. It's like a door. It's a door that's really hard to shut. So I think when you're lying to yourself, you know, when you're lying to the people closest to you, um, it it um, it just builds on itself, you know. And only that's, only that's, this can heal that. That's that binding, being bound uh, feeling. You know what Jeffrey was talking about—the scripture that says the truth will set you free. Mm. Um, I've known people that have been habitual liars. But when they are able to seek the truth first to themselves, admit to themselves, you know, that they're liars and then, you know, come clean about it. The, the amount of freedom, that, I mean, their countenance changes and their whole life can change, um, you know, from being a habitual liar. Uh, what do you call it? A pathological liar. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, you know, to a person who strives to walk in the truth. And it is liberating. It's completely liberating. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, Trudy, you used a word that, that in our Christian circles are really common. Um, however, I think that the, the common person may be driving a truck down the road that maybe is just flipping the channel. Use the word countenance. What do you mean by that? Uh, the, their appearance, the way their face appears, your face tells everything about what's going on in your spirit. A lot of times you can have a frown on your face, like people do when they, they have pain. And I guess being bound up is a type of pain. Those things, those emotions show on your face. But a person who has freedom, their face is happy. There's a shine about it, a shine around it. And you just are at ease would be a good way to put it. You can definitely tell the difference. Yes, you can. You can. I, I absolutely couldn't agree more. And I remember Trudy and Jackson when, when I was, um, well, confession of sins is, is really a, a kind of the opposite of lying, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. it, admitting faults and saying, I'm sorry, is coming clean, right? Saying, hey, you right. know, I, I messed up. And that's a very honest and humble place to be in a place that that really pleases God right I mean he's clear in, in the scripture that that he's close to those who are penitent in heart those who are crushed in spirit even mm -hmm. and uh, I was crushed in spirit and I was very penitent in my heart at that season when I really hit a bottom but cried out to the Lord and 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 you know I I, I heard his voice and and um I began to, you know, repent of the things that I could remember, but there were so many things I didn't right. realize that I had committed or failed to do. It took me probably years to unravel the junk that I got involved in. Mm -hmm. 
And um, that's kind of uh, uh, the other thing, I think, about honesty and telling the truth, speaking the truth. It's also seeking the truth when we seek the truth within ourselves so that we can express ourselves and speak the truth. Like we have mm-hmm. to know the truth inside of ourselves to be able to speak truth about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because if we're, if we're in a cloud or we don't realize that we... A lot of times, I think a lot of people, they're, they're so bound, they don't know they're bound. You know, they, yeah. might, they might know they're miserable, but they don't know, the, they don't know that they're bound up in things. Yeah. And, and they don't even know, like, they just think, like, I hear people say, you know, I was just like, I have bad luck, or I was born under a bad sign. I hear those, there's even songs about that. Um, that I can think of, but, um, and I, and I, I think that's true. We were, we were, I just, we just had a prayer meeting tonight and our pastor was, uh, speaking with people about in, in today's world in the year 2020 and how we look around us that we, we really need to be straightforward with people when we're talking to them. Uh, and he used the word blunt, but not rude, you know, tell people the truth is like I'll use, uh, you know, a family member has been running around and lying and really causing problems. I mean, the greatest thing you can do is just be straightforward with them when they, when they come and they say, I don't know why everything is happening to me or I've got bad luck, like you were saying, you know, to just be honest and, and speak to them about behaviors that, that are uh, akin to lying and all of those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and going back to scripture, I mean, foundationally, we have our Ten Commandments, right? We share that right. with all the people of the Bible. And all, all, all people that have a Bible, that includes Jews, we, we have our Ten Commandments. And one of those very Ten Commandments is to not commit false, uh, false witness, which is really lying, Right. We right. must we must bear true witness, not false witness. And this is, in my opinion, one of the one of the greatest dangers of being involved in lies. So, for example, if a person is is involved in lies, but they have a touch from God, when they go to speak about that touch from God, they're not believable because they're known to be liars. Mm. So, whenever we lie, we really we really are are. There's a lot of ripple effect that happens when we lie because and it's it's really heartbreaking when someone is uh really lifted up in as a preacher or a teacher of the bible a mm-hmm. nun or a priest a bishop um could be a lot of things a missionary a televangelist or you know uh, uh, or uh, or you know speaking of praising the lord how about how about worship ministers right being involved in worship ministry or any ministry for that matter, as a Christian, or as a as a Bible faith, uh, someone who has faith in the Bible. When we when we step out and we we try to um, either evangelize or sing praises to God or teach Bible or even you know volunteer at a soup kitchen or whatever, that's a little bit different because that could be that it can be a little bit different. But there's different levels. But when we see somebody that like a televangelist, I think is a is probably the a good example. And we say, you know, we hear this person preaching, and then you f- find out that there's the secret life that they may have been leading. Mm-hmm. 
and it really crushes people, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like, wow, we can't believe this because it's false. It's really a false testimony in, in many cases, right? It's it's very injurious. It causes a lot of people to lose their faith. Mm-hmm. If if it's a person who has been looked looked up to as a leader in the Christian faith, mm-hmm. um, when somebody like that is caught in, in a lie, it, and it doesn't even matter if they come clean about it and they're repentant, mm-hmm. um, because um, that can do so much damage to people whose faith is maybe not as deep. I haven't grown in the faith yet. It can really cause a lot of people to fall. It's a, it's a dangerous lies kill mm-hmm. and they kill the spirit. They kill a lot of things. Um, they don't just, it's not just a problem and you can get forgiveness for, and you can, you know, repent of, but you know, lies cause damage that can't be undone. And, and, and so I couldn't agree more, Trudy. And, and, and also, Jackson and Trudy, a thought comes to my mind of beyond the church, and, and in, in some cases, some of our leaders are people who attend church, or maybe they don't. But the thing is, is that when one of our leaders, either it could be in the workplace, it could be in the, on the baseball team, or it could mm-hmm. be it could be anywhere really. Let's face it. But especially if the person is above us and in some type of um, position of uh, authority, right by mm-hmm. their by their mere position. Like if a person is the captain of a basketball team, they have a different role than someone else that's on the basketball team. Uh, they're yep. the captain of the basketball team, the coach of the basketball team, the manager of the basketball team, the owner of the basketball team, if it's professional, and so on. And that's true of any profession. But also in, in government, you know, and in, in, our, in our, our church infrastructure from, you know, from people who help manage finances or whatever. You know, anytime people are getting caught up in lies, it's really damaging to that, to that organization. It would really hurt the basketball team if the captain of the basketball squad was caught in some, something really bad and, 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 and had a life of lies that was covering up this this behavior that really is injurious. I like that word that you use, Trudy to, Mm -hmm. to the greater community. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Yes. Very well said. Lying is one of the worst possible things that, uh, that we can do as that a person can do, let alone a Christian. Yeah. I think that's right. And when you mentioned, you know, politician, was probably the first thing that came to me when you started right. rattling off examples, Jeff, because sure. it made me think of all the of all the leadership roles that are regularly discredited, right? I mean, po- politicians are infamous, right? I mean, that's the that's a joke, right? It's 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 the joke that's gone on for years and years, right? It's like it's comical um, how frequently you find politicians uh, lying to, to varying degrees, right? Which is why I think there's that general uh, consensus that it's like, well, uh, we'd like to believe what the person at the podium is saying, right? But we just have such a hard time 
Um, you met politicians, lawyers, and used car salesmen. <laughs> that's right. right? That's exactly. They're all sure. grouped together. That's right. It's right. And they would like okay, to. How can you tell when they're lying whenever their mouth is moving? Isn't that horrible that, yeah. that those careers have reputations like that? That's yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yep. That's right. Yep. But it's worse in, in, in our world today uh, because politics are Everybody, it seems, is involved in politics today. I was never involved in politics when I was Jackson's age or, or, or even a little bit older. It's only in these last few years has I noticed that everybody, all walks of life, all ages are paying attention to politics now. Mm. And it, it reminds me of uh, the, the, the lies, how, how deceitful they are, and I think manipulative is another word that goes along with lying. And I was thinking today, it reminded me of the story of how the Grinch stole Christmas. Hmm. And have you seen that, Jeffrey? That cartoon? Oh, absolutely. Every year. There I'm... is a, a scene. I actually, uh, we, we did a play about it at, at church, but there's a scene in how the Grinch stole Christmas when he's in the house with Cindy Lou who, and she catches him mm. and she said, she's like, Nanny Claus, why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? And he gets this idea and he said, he tells her this lie. He says with a, right. a light that doesn't work up on the top of it. And so I'm going to take it up there and then I'll bring it back here. When That's he right. was stealing everything, obviously. Mm-hmm. And in, in the poem, it says, and the lie fooled the child, fib, I think he called it, fooled the child, and he gave her some water and he sent her off to bed. And mm. I think that is a classic example of what is going on in the political realm today. The innocent people who are ignorant, I'll use that word, my mom says, don't use that word, ignorant, innocent you know, they ask questions, but they believe the lies. Yeah. Well, it's, that's interesting, Trudy. And something that, you know, when I was, when I was praying about it earlier, I think, uh, and, and, and that scripture, Jeff, that you, you brought up was one of the first scriptures that came to my mind too, that, that the, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because I feel like, when I was reflecting on it, one of the first things that came to my mind wasn't actually um, uh, the effects of of uh, personally lying, but actually that Jesus um, sets us free from all the lies that we've been told and all the lies that we believe, right? That 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 kind of freedom, you know, and I think I can. I'm 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 still growing through it for sure, but I can remember that a big a big part of of my conversion ten years ago involved Jesus teaching me and setting me free of these lies that I believed um, and these um, perspectives of. Uh, of what was real and what wasn't, what was the right thing and what was, what was the wrong thing? Um, particularly moral questions, I would say, um, that he really needed to set me free and correct my vision 
from all these lies that I had um, believed about myself, believed about um, what was acceptable to do and what wasn't acceptable to do. Um, uh, lies about the church, right? His, his, his church and his body lies about uh, scripture and the way that I had seen the Bible, right? So many things. It was like all these different layers of, um, of lies that I had claimed and was living, was living out, um, that Jesus needed to set me free from and say, no, this is the truth. This is the truth. No, 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 that's wrong. This is the truth. Um, and I, and, uh, thanks, thanks be to God. I still feel like he, uh, there's opportunities to correct me all the time. Um, and he does, and he, he he does so in his mercy. Um, but I, I I remember that particularly at the beginning of my walk, it felt like Jesus was challenging my entire worldview. Mm-hmm. On, right? <laughs> it was. I mean, I remember. Was, I remember those days, Jackson, and I remember yeah. that doing? struggle you had. And what I can remember also is that you persevered. You kept coming. You kept. Mm-hmm wanting to know more about Christ, about the church, and little by little, you know, the discernment was coming to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Amen. And, and you, you both were such a gift to me, are such a gift to me and definitely were such a gift to me at that time. Um, and I got, and I got to say, you know, um, one thing I can testify to was, the more Jesus showed me truth and corrected the lies, um, I think I think you become even hungrier for the truth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm I'm sure I'm sure you guys can relate to that. It's like once you the closer you get to Jesus, right, and then the more He straightens out your how things are. Um, I think the more ready you are to trust Him. Right. I've, um, I've never really said it that way, but I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to say is it's almost like once you have an encounter with him and and he shows you all the lies that you've been believing and corrects your vision and and focuses you um, and you, you begin to trust him more. You see the fruits of it, right? You see that, that it is the truth. Amen. And everything he said was the truth right? and you see it. Um, uh, I think, I think you become, uh, hungrier in a way for, for, for what, what the truth is and to be straightened out, you know, <laughs> almost mm-hmm. more, uh, moldable, right. More ready to be cor- corrected mm-hmm. because you're, you know, that he straightened you out before, um, and you're at a, a, a more, um, uh, softened place to say, well, I, I don't totally get it, but I trust you, Jesus. Right. I know I don't totally understand all this. Um, but I trust what you said. I trust mm-hmm. what you did. Um, I, I, I believe you, even if, uh, you know, in my mind, I don't get it yet. I don't see the whole picture yet. I trust you though. Listening to you, uh, absolutely, 100%, everything that you're saying. Mm. And I'm reminded of 
part of scripture when Jesus is before Pilate and he's talking to Pilate about truth. Mm-hmm. And Pilate asks him, what is truth? truth. Yep, that's right. And, and, and what is Christ's response to that? You know, you can hear those who can hear my voice know mm. the truth. Yep. And, um, it, it, and the other thing I, I was thinking while we're talking about lying, just the impact of it on our lives, or actually more so what we've been talking about is the impact of truth mm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the original, the original why in the Garden of Eden, right? Yep. What did, what did the, what did Satan tell Eve? You know, you will not die, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. So the impact of lies on our world, on our lives, on everything that God created, every time one of us who belong to the Lord, who have given our life to the Lord, who have him believe he is our savior. Mm-hmm. Every time we tell a lie, I, I just can't even imagine how much it hurts the Lord. That's a yeah. good, good point. Very, it is. Very uh, sobering point, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to just remind folks, for, for those who are just listening in, that we are Praise You, Lord, and we're in episode number 147, and we're speaking about lying today. And we are the underground independent Catholic Christian radio broadcast brought to you folks by the grace of God just about once a week and have been doing this for about five years now. And we're on the phone with Trudy Morris-Stein, really good friends of the program, very a sister of mine, and Jackson Messick, who comes in most of the time now, which we're so grateful for as a co-host and and uh, we're speaking about the subject of lying. We'd like to thank all those listening in on the podcast, as well as 98.3 FM, the Catholic voice of the Palm Beaches. Please consider donating to them. We at Praise You, Lord, do not ask for any gifts, but if you feel led to help, you could help out that station where we got our start, and they are raising money, and their funds are down. That's 98.3 FM, the Catholic voice of the Palm Beaches, WPBV radio.com wpbv radio.com and as well as the sister station in the treasure coast 100.1 fm that's prince of peace catholic radio and of course catholic radio network the mega stations out in the middle of our country colorado missouri and kansas thank you all for listening thank you again for your prayers and again we're we're in with trudy morris stein and jackson messick speaking about lying guys the truth will make us free. Mm-hmm. And there's something else that I wanted to to uh, bring up. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're quoting a lot of things about truth. And mm-hmm. one thought that came to my mind is, you know, darkness is when there's an absence of light. Yes. And maybe lying is when there's an absence of truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't know if I'm right, but it just came to my brain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can find that, actually. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I've also, you know, it's funny, along that same line of thinking, I remember something that uh, Pope John Paul had said in an encyclical that had really ministered to me and was really uh, 
mind blowing at the time was that um, evil isn't um, a, a, a substance at all, but it's actually just an absence of, of the good of something that good. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It was, yeah, yeah. it was drained of anything. Yeah. It was drained of anything. Uh, uh, it was drained of anything good. Um, and I think you're right. I think that's, that's more what the, the, the lie is. Um, it's, it's, um, it's missing. It's empty. You know, it's not, it's not something that's, uh, the, the truth is what's full. The truth is what's abundant. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's well said, Jeff. I was, I was, uh, I think there's a scripture, isn't there? That says uh-huh. that things that are done in the dark will be brought into the light. Oh, yeah. I, forgive me. My no, that's right. remembrance is well. Yeah. Yeah. So sure which Jesus that, said, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, uh, the Lord is the truth and he sees it all. And yep. we Christians, you know, he we, does. yes, he does. And we Christians believe that we will all be seen and are being seen. You know, it used to bother me, guys. I, I was well aware. I think you two know me well enough. Um, I have a technology background because I'm an electrical engineer and I like, I like to kind of, I like reading through patents. I like kind of knowing what's new. It's kind of cool to know what about technology. And very early on, I was, I was keen to the fact that all of our gadgets are literally watching us. And we know this now, right? I mean, this is not, this is 2020, right. but this is something I was aware of many, many years ago. And people, I told a few people that and they thought, yeah, right. You know, they thought that was a conspiracy okay. theory at the time. Um, and it really bothered me for a season. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute. Why would I be worried about what man could see me doing? I, God sees everything I do. Mm-hmm. He reads, <laughs> he can, he knows what's going on in my heart and in my mind. And I'm going to be judged right. by the Lord, the Lord God of the universe at the end of my life for what mm-hmm. I have done and what I have failed to do. And so that's what I should be worried about. Not, you know, some intelligence service or someone hacking my phone and watching me. Uh, you know, whoever is watching. I, and I don't even care anymore. You know, I, yeah. I don't care. It's like, you know what? I care what God sees. That's what I'm focused on now. And I've felt that way for many years now. Yep. Um, Amen. And we will be judged. Yep. Everything. Yep, we will be judged. I was I was telling some uh, segue to that as I was in a similar way uh, telling someone something yesterday. I was speaking in truth about something, and this is a person who's lost in the world that's not a believer, mm-hmm. and his his response was, "That's crazy talk." <laughs> oh, about about and being just, judged. Not about being judged. I was just speaking the truth about certain situations that are going on. (laughs) And uh, I got the response was, that's crazy talk. And uh, I just let it go because there was no point to it. But um, certainly, um, you know, the Lord keeps us under his wings. We have nothing to fear as far as my microwave listening in on any conversation I might be having. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, exactly. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I remember before Jeff, and this is this is a couple of years ago, but I remember something funny you told me. I was over at your house one day, and we were talking about that idea because I remember we were talking about like webcams and just all that kind of stuff. And um, I remember you. I, I thought this was so funny, and it totally stuck with me. I remember you saying, "Well, you know, over time, I have cared less and less about it." Um, uh, and and if anything, I, I, be, I believe what you said was. Um, you know, basically, um, if I'm just being a good witness all the time, you know, perhaps I could even minister to somebody, right? <laughs> it's just you living the gospel, you know? Well, that's what I was thinking. I thought, yeah. hey, if someone's, you know, if someone has the boring job of, of watching me yeah, uh, yeah. and but, watching my life, yeah. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the way I live yeah. uh, might inspire them to come to, to come to the Lord. Uh, that yeah, I remember. I did. I came to that conclusion, um, Jackson. I remember sharing that idea, and yep. I I still feel that way. Yep. I re- I remember when you were saying that. <laughs> it made me laugh too. Now that Jackson's reminding me of it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's right. There's a lot of truth in it. I mean, yeah. if, uh, I I think the best compliment that anybody can have is that when you're around, they're convicted. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. that's an interesting. Yeah. That's a, interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting position to be in when you're not when you're not used to it. But after a while, you you start to get used to that, perhaps. But um, yeah, that's that's interesting. But we're certainly too. living in a world where lies are like exploding. I mean, the only way we can really make it through one day is you watch cable TV or even have conversations with your neighbors is to be able to have the discernment so you know the truth, you know, and the only way to do that is by having a relationship with Christ and studying the Word of God. Yep. Well, Trudy, you're making a point that's important, Um, and I was going to ask the question about media. You know, I, I think that we probably are all going to come into agreement that the media is full of lies, uh, as yeah. well as movies and books and all kinds of things, but the media is just like, Oh yeah. We get bombarded with lies and, you know, and, and, and these things are all bought, you know, bought and paid for. So there are elements and, you know, that would like us to think a certain way and that there's, it could be for power or money or it could be for a zillion reasons, but either way it comes down to lies. And, um, and Trudy, you said something else that was very interesting. And I, I think that, um, I think that to, bring our country back to safety and prosperity and all the blessings that God wants to do for, for, for our country. I believe the United States, um, one nation under God, you know, if we could, if we could get back to that and get back to at least targeting that, you know, and, 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 and gearing and being proud to try to do that. Um, you, you use the word discernment, Trudy, and that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is considered the spirit of truth. And, um, Trudy, maybe you could comment on the spirit of truth and discernment, maybe explain to folks who, who, are, who don't understand that, that don't come from a Christian background, or maybe they're baby Christians, or they just don't know. 
Thoughts? Having a, a it, it's a gift. I guess the scriptures refers to discernment as a gift, obviously from the Holy Spirit. It just it's it's a way to describe um, a consciousness about you to know the difference between truth and a lie. Um, hard to put in put in another way. It's, I mean, that was good to be able to be able to to be consciously aware because the Holy Spirit gives you the ability to do that. I mean, it's like you, you just, I mean, when I've been exposed to blatant lies about something and I really needed to know what was going on, like the hair on the back of my neck stands out and I just, I get like violently moved within my, within myself that no, this is wrong. You know, no, this isn't right. You know, that kind of uh, of, a, of a passion about the difference between something that's true and something that's not. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and if you if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, I'm not saying that you can't know what the truth is, but you, it's like there's a mask over or sensor that tells you the difference between truth and lie. I know a lot of people who, who claim Christian Trudy, that seem to be Trudy, unable to... Trudy, hold on one sec. You, you broke up there, and I think that was an important comment. Um, you were speaking... Could you just repeat the last couple sentences? I can't remember what I said. I'm old. Uh-huh. Um, I was just, <laughs> it, it, for people who... Uh, are seeking the truth. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, if you're looking for the truth, you're going to find it. Mm-hmm. Amen. I believe but that. For, and, and especially if you're a, a godly person, a person who seeks to walk, you know, after A person who what, Trudy? Who, who seeks to walk with Jesus. Okay. You yeah. have a relationship with the Lord. Amen. People who are, people who are worldly that don't have a daily relationship with the Lord. It's easy to get caught up in the lie. I, I, I say it's a spiritual condition that puts a mask over your face, over your heart, over your mind. I think the Bible refers to it as scales over our eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you don't have the ability to really know. You believe the lie. You believe the lie. Yeah, you uh, per, people think lies are truth, and they they will defend that. Exactly, they will defend that lie because they think that they, you know, and this is where uh, we can have a situation where people are calling good and good, uh, good evil, and exactly. evil good. Exactly, I was just about to say that. Yeah, and we see that going on. They're calling, you know, uh, pedophilia is a good example. They're calling that good now in some places, and trying to make that acceptable. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a small. My opinion is it's a small group of very well-funded people that have a lot of ability to manipulate and uh, that have a lot of power in media. And it's. I agree. I really, really hope that um, that we get right with God in this country. And if we, if we cannot protect our children, you know, I don't know. I don't know what God's going to do to our country. We better protect children. Um, and, and I, I want yeah, in my heart of hearts, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Jeffrey. I think that, you know, we, we have uh, people who have a microphone and a camera in their face, 
but it's a nowhere near what they would have us believe the number of people are that agree with all of that stuff. I think there's more of us than there are of them. Way more, way more. That way. Oh, there's no doubt about it. There is. That's true of a lot of things. That's true of a lot Mm -hmm. of things, uh, Trudy. Not just that subject, but most things. Right. It's there's so much deception in media. It's making people think that that the major the majority, in my opinion, the majority in many cases think that they're the minority, and the minority think yes. that they're the, the they're the majority because the media is exactly. lying about that these things. Yeah. Well. Well put, Jeffrey. Well put. Mm. Well, you know. Praise You Lord is is a ministry, and uh, we the three of us have different types of knowledge and understanding, and I and I always try to do my job. It's like, what is my job? First, you have to know that you have a job before you can do your job, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm a music teacher, I'm a I'm a music minister, I'm a I'm a lay Catholic minister, I'm a brother, I'm a neighbor. And I have this stewardship of this program. But what is this program? You know, we could get into politics. That would, But no, that's not my job. You know, that's someone else's job. You know, we could get into subject matter regarding all kinds of things, but that's not my job. The job, I believe, our job here on this program is to, to set the captives free and to uh, use the three pillars that God gave us, of, we believe, of this program, which are testimony, which we've been doing, and um, so giving testimony and then uh, giving thanks to God for all the good that he's done in our lives, which he's done so much. Amen. And then giving mm-hmm. praise to God, because that, how are we going to praise the Lord unless we know who he is and have a relationship with him and know what he's done for us, right? So that's kind of like what we're doing today. The three of us are music ministers, right? Mm-hmm. We're, 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 we're all mm-hmm. songwriters. We're all... We're all missionaries, and yet we... Ha- but these conversations are important, I believe, because to be good music ministers, that's our job, we need to know these things. And I think people that are out there that their job may be to hunt down pedophiles, for example, they have a job too. You know, hopefully they're doing their job, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, the bumper music is here. Trudy Morristein, thanks again, Trudy, for being in on the program. Thank you for inviting me, Jeffrey. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys. And always good to talk to Jackson. Oh, thanks, Trudy. Jackson, again, thanks, brother. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you. God bless you and God your bless families. Y'all. Thanks. Love you. Love you too, Trudy. God bless you and your families out there. Praise you, Lord, listeners. And most of all, praise you, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to pray.